You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, Episode 101. How has 2021 started off for you? Have you been able to shake off the 2020 blues or has it lingered on? Yes, I know in some countries and some parts of the world, the pandemic is actually worse than it was in 2020 and I feel for you. However, how you react to the situation and circumstances that you are currently in is your choice. You can decide that the world hates you, you can create yourself an ever-deepening black hole, or you can choose to see the silver, the silver lining, and make the best of the circumstances that you have. If you are seeing only darkness, please do seek professional help. Many businesses have grown, thrived, and even expanded in 2020. So for today's episode of Small Business Talk, I thought we would replay episode 55 on how to run a business that you really enjoy. We spoke to the sisters Emma and Carla Pappas and they told us all about their business and some really interesting and useful tips that you can use so that you can have a business that you really enjoy. So I hope you like this summer series where we're replaying some of the best loved, most downloaded and just interesting small business talk episodes that we had in the past. So enjoy. Today, my guests are Carla and Emma Pappas, and the girls are from Merry Makers Sisters. Welcome to you both. Thank you so much for having us. We are so excited to be on the show. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to talk about how to run a business you really enjoy. So maybe you could just give us the two-second rundown of who you are and why you're here. Well, let me see. We started the Merrymaker Sisters back in 2013 and it all was created from a change in our lifestyle. It was simply a lifestyle blog where we placed content that we cared about, like recipes and the, I guess, changes we were making to our lives to create more health and happiness. And back when Instagram was just a little baby and growing, we suddenly started creating content that was gaining momentum and all of a sudden we had thousands of followers. And we were really like, oh, this is something. Like we should follow this, follow the spark, follow the momentum. And we just kind of delved deep. Since then, it has been this big share of our lives but then also because we gained this passion for online business we just learned as much as we could and realized that wow the internet is for so much more than we ever imagined not just for checking Facebook and checking the weather and checking the movie times we had no idea what you could do online we haven't looked back really. Yeah. And then I guess in a nutshell, what we've created with the business has, you know, gone from ebooks to hard copy books to apps to programs to challenges, podcasts, and now an online membership with yoga and Pilates. 
Fabulous. So that sounds really good. So why would people want to be thinking about changing their business to something they enjoy? What's the major things that happen when people don't enjoy it anymore? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are always talking about, we want to go into the big picture stuff of life. Like what is, why are we on this planet? And isn't the meaning of life to actually enjoy our journey and not simply work away, slog away at something we don't really enjoy just in order to have a few weeks off a year. So I think early on in our journey, we both used to work in the government. So we didn't love our jobs. We were in stable jobs. And when we found something that we absolutely loved and something that we were passionate about sharing and something we enjoyed, that is the creation process, the writing, the um, videos, the Instagram, we loved it all. We were like, hang on a second, maybe we can create something where we actually are excited to wake up every day. To us, when we thought about that decision, it was really scary. But then we also thought about You know, if we wake up and suddenly we're 70 years old and we look back on our lives, would we regret not taking that leap of faith in something that we loved and something we enjoy? And the greater risk wasn't that we might not have enough money. The greater risk was, oh, we might not enjoy our lives. We have heard many stories of successful business owners earning millions, millions of dollars. We've met them and they are some of the most unhappiest people that we've ever met. And the reason for that is because they have created a business and then they've turned it into something that they don't like, that they don't love, that they aren't passionate about, that controls them, that there's too many moving parts and suddenly they're stressed. It's a job. It's something that they have to do now. And when we meet them, it makes us realize, wow, it's so important to actually be very mindful of what you're creating when you start a business and making sure that it uh, aligns with your true joy and your true loves and your true, mm, not really passions, but just like, I guess it's all about deciding how you run your business and deciding the way that you run your business is going to be in a joyful way. Because I I like to use that disclaimer in like, we don't love everything that we do in our business. You know, I don't love checking the emails but I decide to do it in a joyful way. So there's a lot of things I just talked about. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's a lot. I think what it is as well is it's choosing to live a life with more joy and therefore if you run a business, you just choose Mm, to bring more. Yeah, you just bring more joy to your business. There's two ways of doing life when you do it in a joyful way or a non-joyful way. You do it in a stressed out way. To me, it's a simple answer. Like, why would I want to do the more stressed out way? So now I do the things that create joyful nature or the less stressed nature that might resonate with people. Like people are funny with the word joy as well. It's like this word and this feeling and you might see someone being joyful and you think, oh, like they're very immature. But it's like, actually, no, they're just enjoying their lives and having fun and maybe playing and and acting childlike. But actually, they're also serious and have a great business. Like, it's funny how many people think, like, you know, I'll say that I'm 32 and they'll be like, oh, I thought you were like 22. And it's not because I look 22. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. But it's because I'm joyful. It's because I smile and I laugh out loud. And I just think like, you know, we accidentally called our business the Merrymaker Sisters. Who knows why? But the meaning means to bring joy. It was like that meaning created this business that was so connected to joy that when we took note of, oh, 
now the business is not joyful. We don't like what we're doing anymore. We have to change what we're doing. So that's why we are always like connecting in, tuning in. Are we enjoying this? Like, yes, okay, everything's going well in this way. We're making money. Great, great, great. Are we making a positive impact? Are we making a positive impact to ourselves as well? Because like, why not? Why can't we enjoy our lives and enjoy the journey? Because that is what life is. It is the journey. It's not just to get to the end point. I mean, when we're in business, we're so focused on those goals. We're so focused on, I need to make a six-figure launch or whatever it is online. And then we get there and then it's like, well, far out. That was like this uphill battle that I just like went through like so much hardship. And then this like moment of, yay, I did it. Tick, now onto the next thing. And it's like, whoa, like that's not really enjoyable. It's not an enjoyable process. Like then what? You get to 50 and you're like, crap. Like, so I guess what the short answer is, why the hell wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm glad I only gave you two seconds. Imagine if I'd given you 10 minutes. Oh, my God, I, seriously. I, I think there's a lot of things to unpack there. People <laughs> sort of think, well, I'm going into my own business now. I'm a person in my destiny. I can do whatever I like. But if you don't have the systems and processes in place, you won't be getting those couple of weeks holiday and you won't be getting any holidays. So you definitely need to be looking at that sort of thing. And the other thing I guess with joy is mindfulness has become the, the new buzzword. And, yeah, you can get out of bed and you can say it's going to be a wonderful day and I've got to do invoicing or emails or whatever, but I'm going to get on and do it and then I can go and do other more enjoyable things. So, yeah, mm. definitely about that, the way that you do put your mind. Mm. And for the yeah. listeners who can't see the um, video, she definitely does not look 32. So I don't know about 22, but definitely not 32. So, I did get um, ID'd the other day. I was like, really? ID in Australia is 18, not 21. So mm. she, she's really feeling quite young there. So that's all good. <laughs> when we're looking at how we're going to bring more joy into our Life and no regrets. Are there any kind of systems or mm-hmm. suggestions that you can sort of talk to about what people should be doing if they have mm-hmm. got to that point where they're going, mm-hmm. okay, I am my own boss, but I really have created a job for myself? Oh, yeah. I think um, it's all in that how we do things. It is, we talk a lot about this. We're like, wow, it's, it's not even doing something you love. It's all about being mindful, as you said, mindfulness in how we're doing things. So I think there's three things that we are always quite focused on. And that is presence, acceptance, and gratitude. So I'll speak about presence first, and then I can pass to Emmy to speak about acceptance. Um, but presence is being here in the moment. So I don't know about you guys who are listening, but I know I am one to focus very on the future and think about what I have to do next and all of the things on my list and, oh, I better do that quick so I can get to the next thing. And, oh, my gosh, that big, like, shiny goal that I want to reach, like, I'm going to get there. And I'm also one to look on the past and be like, why didn't I do that? Oh, like, that. oh, that was a mistake. Oh, yeah that was bad. And then I'm missing the whole moment that's happening right in front of me. Oh yeah, I didn't really like that and how that turned out. And so there's a lot of future living and there's a lot of past living and there's very limited present living, which is the only moment where life is happening. So it's the here and the now. And so we welcome in presence so we can actually experience life. We can experience the journey. And what this does is it takes a weight off your shoulders. It makes you realize, oh, okay, if now is the only moment that I have, then when I look around in this moment, I actually have everything that I need right now. 
And so rather than grasping and reaching and forever going for that next thing, which is over there and not here, it kind of makes sense why we want to bring in presence because it alleviates the stress of thinking we've got to go, go, go and get, get, get. It releases that hustle mindset of that we have to rush, that we have to do things faster. And so when we bring in presence, an email, for example, an email response back to someone is done in a, in a very calm and kind way. It's not done in like, oh, I'm so annoyed. Like I shouldn't be doing this. I want to be doing something else. Eckhart Tolle, who is one of the leaders in living present, says that all stress comes from wanting to be over there when we are actually here. So if we can welcome in more presence, then this will also alleviate stress. So this is one thing that we can do to bring in more joy. And then acceptance. I mean, it all is linked so perfectly because when you're present, you're here in the moment and then we can choose to see this moment and accept it for what it is. You know, we might be wanting to go over there. We might have our big list of crazy, amazing goals. And when you have a business, yeah, we need to think big. We need to have those big audacious goals that seem unrealistic, but yeah, we can do it and get excited about it. But we need to accept our current situation. And when we do accept our current situation, we are able to move forward with more ease, less stress, more grace and more presence and more gratitude, more, yes, here I am. I'm going to be here in this moment and I'm not only going to accept it, I'm going to be freaking grateful for it. Therefore, Mm. I have this attitude of like, yes, life. And what do you do when you are in that kind of like attitude, that that kind of thinking mind and feeling body? You create amazing work. You're inspired. You could work and work and work until you're like, whoa, like I need to look after my health Mm. and stop work. That is when we do our best work, when we're in that grateful, that grateful mindset, when it's just like, yes, opportunities are all around. You're more likely to put yourself out there. You're less likely to listen to that fear voice. You're less likely to listen to all that self-doubt that we're human, right? We all have self-doubt and self-doubt and fear kills our business. When we're more joyful, when we're more grateful, when we accept more, when we are present, we step forward and we don't care about what others might judge us by. We don't care that we don't have the best logo or the best blog post. We don't like we we create the best we can with what we have, with our inspired self, and we put it out there and know that the right people, the right customers, the right clients, the right whatever will come our way. They'll cross our paths, they'll potentially buy our product. And then we can step forward again and again and again and create that momentum. And I think the most important thing to touch on with gratitude as well is like gratitude for all that you have Mm. right now. Because a lot of the time with goals, it's like, for example, like it might be like, okay, I want to make $10,000 monthly recurring revenue. And then you get that goal and you're like, great, I'm going to do $15,000. That's what I've got to do now because that's what they said. And we get these ideas that it has to look a certain way. But when we welcome in gratitude, we welcome in the abundance mindset, which is that we have enough right now, that we have all that we need right now. And if you can compare that to a lacking mindset, which is like, I don't have enough, I need to make more, 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 then that's our lacking mindset. So we think about lacking in abundance what's going to be welcomed in with those two different mindsets. If we're in a lacking, then that will be that forever reaching, forever uphill battle of like getting to the goal. You might reach it, but the journey there wasn't so enjoyable. And then with the abundance mindset, it's like, oh, thank you so much. Like I'm so grateful for this member or I'm so grateful for this income that has entered my bank account. And you feel open, you feel like excited about your work and the journey is 
a much more enjoyable journey. So there we have gratitude and how it creates more joy in your business and everyday life. And when we can also touch on acceptance and think about goals, how many times have we set goals and not reached them? And how many times have we not reached goals and felt terrible for the fact that we didn't reach a goal? What acceptance does is even if we don't reach the goal, even if we try our very best, but damn it, we just like didn't like get to where we thought we were going to get to. What acceptance does is that makes it okay. And it makes you realize that you're exactly where you're meant to be and all is as it should be. And again, isn't that just a more nicer, more enjoyable way to live? It's not, it's not woo woo. It's just a choice. You can either choose to think you're not good enough or you can either choose to think you're enough. And then you learn and you take another step forward and then maybe reach the goal next time or bigger and better even. For sure. And I think that's where a lot of people actually go wrong is they start trying to climb Mount Everest before they've even done any hiking training and they don't even stop to to look at the view along the way and know that any further than base camp but that was an achievement because they hadn't put in the preparation work and sometimes people sort of get stuck with all these shiny objects of I've got to reach that $10,000 reoccurring revenue when they've never had any reoccurring revenue before. So mm-hmm. the fact that they got two or 3000 is a huge increase on what they used to have. Like you say, be mindful and accepting and joyful because, yeah, why, why do you want to slog for 30, 40, 50 years and not enjoy it? only to not quite get enough and then be going, well, that's where I'm at. So I've had a shocking life as opposed to building along and enjoying it. And, of course, the other thing is that when you're in that abundance mindset, you actually make better choices and better decisions because you're not worried about trying to grab every five cents, every dollar, every pound, whatever it happens to be, Mm -hmm. because you're worried about where the next dollar is going to come. And, of course, once you open up to the universe, the universe always provides. And if you're in an abundance mindset, they'll provide good things for you. So yeah. that's excellent. Yeah, and if you're taking the action, yeah, going to come your way eventually. Do the work. Absolutely. And I think that's <laughs> the other thing is people go on the woo-woo trip and they go, but it doesn't work. But there's no point sitting there going, yes, I want, I want, I want, I want. But if you don't actually take the yeah. action, yeah. then... You've got to help the universe along the way as well. Yeah, Yeah. you can have the intention, but if you don't take a step forward, then nothing's going to happen. It's it's like setting a goal. It's the same thing. Like we see it exactly the same thing. Manifesting and goal setting, whatever way you look at it, it's the same thing. You set the goal, you set the intention, you put it out there. But you have to take the step and then the next step, like you have to do the work. That's the thing. It's like we can choose to do the work with an attitude of all these things we've just spoken about, won't go into them more, but like, or you can choose to do it in a stressed out way. And I always think about this, that, you know, we create these businesses, like what's the reason we're creating them? Because it's not just to make money, because who said, who told us, or where did we get the understanding that when we reach this amount of money, our life is complete, our life is happy? Like it doesn't happen. Like we're all bonkers if we think that. We're all completely wrong. If we think when I get that million dollar run rate business, when I make a million dollars a year, I'm going to be happy. Like, no, that's just completely false like yeah you might be happy in that moment but it's not for that reason it's because you're doing work you care about you're doing work in a joyful manner you're impacting potentially thousands maybe millions of people's lives in a positive way or maybe just five people's lives it's like you're making a great impact on the world like that's what leads to this sense of fulfilling business and I think 
I don't know, I could be wrong. I may be assuming like if we're, if we want to do something out of the box, like we want to choose to do our own business, we know it's not the easy path. Like there's a bigger why. So connect to that why. And that's the happiness. It's not just to make money. For sure. And I think that's definitely where people sort of get a bit mucked up because it doesn't matter what money you make, you're still going to be the same person as you were yesterday. So that magical dollar figure is not generally going to change you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, more money makes things easier if you've got none at all um, then that's going to be different to having a nice income but you do need action and you do need to enjoy the steps along the way Um, in one of our previous podcasts we talked about goal setting and um, Charlotte was telling us all about how you need to plan your car trip so if you've got your car and you're sitting there with no fuel in it no petrol no gasoline it doesn't matter how much intention you want to get to the next town you're not going yeah. anywhere. Like. Yeah. Oprah says what more money does is it, is it amplifies who you truly are. Mm-hmm. So if you're like a, a generous person, yeah. you become more generous. If you're a tight ass, you become more tight. Like, <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I like then be generous. Even when you don't have money, be generous. You can be generous with your time and your spirit. Exactly. If you are in a, a situation at the moment where you don't have a lot of money to give away, that. There's always ways that you can mm-hmm. be generous with your time, whether it's helping reading to school children or whether it's picking up rubbish or working for any of the hundreds and hundreds of charities that are all looking for a helping mm-hmm. hands or even mentoring somebody else in business. If um, there's somebody who's wanting to follow in your fo- footsteps, there's always mm-hmm. opportunity. All right, so we've talked about the three main things, so acceptance, gratitude and being in the present. Is there any other tips or tricks you think that people that maybe aren't doing quite as well in their business or enjoying it as much as they should be should be thinking it? Yeah, well, I think the the biggest thing is bringing in awareness to the current Mm. work that you are doing. Without awareness, we can't make any changes. So if you are thinking, oh, yeah, like my business is not joyful at all. I don't want to jump out of bed. I'm not excited to do this work. Then it's time to check in. And maybe it's about doing like something really actionable you can do is actually looking at your business, taking a day or taking half a day to write down like every task that you do in your business. Maybe you put them on like separate post-it notes and you stick them on the wall and then you start to look at every tiny task and you pull out the ones that you actually enjoy. And you're like, cool, I like doing, I like writing blog posts. I'm going to put that in in the joyful pile. And then you start to look at Rather than thinking, yeah, I don't enjoy any of my days, you start to realize, oh, wait, hang on a second. There are many parts of my day that I do enjoy. And then it's looking at the ones that are left over. And sometimes there will be an opportunity where perhaps you could outsource those tasks to someone else if it's a, um, a process or system driven task. I always think it's James Shremko, who's one of our mentors. He says, you need to outsource before you think you're ready to outsource. Like you need to give that task away before you think you're ready because we always think we're not ready, right? To get that extra hand. And then you're like, thank God I did that. If you can outsource, outsource. If you can't, then it's up to you to choose to do that in a different way. So you need to consciously decide, I am going to check my inbox with a cup of tea. I'm going to be mindful. I'm going to be grateful for these 
these people that are emailing me who want information from me, like, wow, like they picked me. You've got to think again in the things that we just talked about, presence, acceptance, and gratitude, except that you have to do that task because everyone has an inbox. Bring in the presence. Maybe you add that cup of tea to make it even extra enjoyable or coffee, whatever it is, chocolate. I don't care. Ice cream. Yum. Um, doesn't have to be food. <laughs> all these food things. She loves snacks. And then I do love snacks and I, I believe in work snacks. And then gratitude, gratitude for these people contacting you. So how can you relook at these tasks and yeah. how can you add in those things that we've already spoken about? How can you sprinkle a little bit of gratitude onto that task? Maybe it's like if you hate doing your accounts, like this is an easy one, right? Oh, I'm so grateful that I have the money to spend on my business or I'm so grateful for all of this income coming into my bank account. Like that's a really easy one. But sometimes we're like, we hate doing the accounts. Like, like, oh my gosh, you guys, like this is all the income. And yeah, then this is the best. This is nice. this is great. <laughs> and then yeah, think of every little task that you don't think you enjoy and how can you sprinkle in parts of gratitude, acceptance, presence, and therefore yeah. joy. And I also feel like it's re-looking at how you do your days, right? So it's like, okay, maybe you just quit your job and you think you have to be at your desk from nine to five. Like maybe that doesn't work for you in your business anymore. And it's like getting over that mentality. I know we had that for a little while. We were like forcing ourselves to work these hours. And then we realized actually we're not most inspired during this time. And we changed it up a little bit and we kind of like let it flow. And now we do have a bit more structure back again, but things change. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, maybe I'm going to take the mid morning off and go do a yoga class or go meet my friends for coffee, or I'm going to go for a walk on the beach. It's about about like creating joy-filled days and even if you don't change the work you do and you don't change even the way you do the work add something else of joy when we do step out of the business sometimes that is what we need to get reinvigorated and re-inspired because I tell you what like we bang on about joy and gratitude and acceptance but we would be lying if we told you we always felt like this we don't Mm. always feel like this but we recognize it quickly we'd be like oh far out like we're really like angry today like we need to change this up let's go to yoga or let's put our yoga video on and do our own yoga class Mm. or let's pump the music like we're very lucky that we work with each other if you work at home by yourself like I can imagine like I would literally go insane but this is why we love online and we make these connections we listen to these podcasts we do get that sense of connection because yeah you can get lonely working from home just like getting you into a different state not forcing yourself to be chained to your desk, even though you have that massive to-do list. It's like, no, step up, get out, move your body, get breathing, get get in the sunshine. Uh, like yeah, this is magic. Yeah, we like are so mean to ourselves and think that we have to like do the work and it has to, you have to hustle and you have to get it done. And I always think, man, like if I worked the way I did now for someone else, I'd be the best employee. Like we have like such great work ethic. And then it's about being kind and letting yourself off the hook sometimes and being like, it's okay, go have a five minute break. (laughs) You only need to take that 10 minute, go out in the garden or refresh. Totally. And sometimes it might be about making somebody else joyful if you're Mm -hmm. really feeling in a dark place where you don't Mm -hmm. climb out. I recently heard a story of a boss who um, shouted his employees ice cream, local ice cream van came around every Friday and once a month he would actually shout that the whole workshop ice cream. Um, It didn't cost him a lot of money, about $50, um, but it made like 25 people really happy. 
such a long way even like in your business so like think about as well like doing joyful things for your customers and your clients like we recently sent all of our members yoga socks and just as a little surprise we're like we want to send them something and we then everyone's like oh my gosh it made my day and like that's like selfishly made me feel good and that's it by making other people feel good you can often make yourself feel good and sometimes that little bit of break in energy Mm -hmm. that can turn around on closing, is there anything else you would like to tell us? Oh, gosh, there's many things we could talk about. <laughs> I know. I think um, the last thing would be to always look after your health as well because you can't really, well, you can experience joy, but without our health, we don't have too much and the business is made redundant anyway. So, I mean, when we do create our own business, it can be a lot more hours. It can be a lot more stress. But we need to really prioritize our health and the amount of business people that we speak to who just do not prioritize it, they stop moving their bodies, they stop focusing on cooking home cooked meals or making sure they order healthy other takeaway meals mm. or whatever, whatever you do. They stop like looking after their mental health. Yeah. It's like without this stuff, we got nothing. Like mm. we can't create a great business without our health. Or a joyful life. Yes. Focus on that because we don't want to regret it later. If we can dedicate even five extra minutes a day, start there. Do five minutes of flow movement if you don't move. If you don't exercise, just go for a five-minute walk. Do five minutes of yoga. Do Do five minutes of deep breathing. Start with breathing deeply. We're all breathing so shallowly that our body thinks we're in fight or flight mode our entire day so if we can change our breath if you simply change your breath you will change your life absolutely (laughs) and whether it is parking just a little bit further away from that meeting Mm -hmm. or a coffee shop park an extra meters so you can walk that little bit further well i'm sure our audience will have got a lot out of this so thank you very much ladies so we're now down to our final five where i ask all my guests five questions so are you game we're ready bring it What is the best advice you have been given by a mentor? Oh, my gosh. We have been given so much good advice. The first one I can really think about, it was early on in our business and it was by this amazing man called Ken and he owned a business in Canberra or, you know, he was CEO of like Seeing Machines. It was like this really amazing robotic like business. I don't know how we met, but he said, you need to tell stories. And I was like, oh, Okay. And then I understood it as more of more of my journey went on. Yes, people relate to stories. They resonate to stories. Be a storyteller. Yeah. And then I think another one was with Joshua Rosenthal, the founder of our health coaching school. He said to us, look sideways. No one is above you. No one is below you. And we, this was like early on in our days. And I guess like because we were like on social media and like that can be this big place of comparison that just really resonated with mm. us. And it allowed us to let go of the ego. It allowed us to step forward, proud of ourselves exactly as we are. And it also allowed us to support people at the beginning of their journey with like more like kindness and And love and compassion and not be like, I I know many of us have probably like approached someone who I'm doing inverted bunny commas there, like who someone's like made it right. And they don't give you the time of the day. I really, I don't like that in humans, but I don't ever want to be like, you never want to be like that. You want to give 
the same people, whatever level of person they are, whether they're the cleaner, whether they're the king, the queen, I want to treat them all the same. Like that's how I want to live. And that piece of advice really helped me because we had more issues of being afraid of like the people who were better than us and putting ourselves down, whereas not the other way. But I think we can all benefit from that message. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And of course, fear is just false evidence appearing real. So we can um, stop that. So that's perfect. All right. What is the biggest help that you have received since starting your business? Oh, so such a nice question. I think we always talk about our mum and dad. It's just their everlasting, ever-growing support, not financially. People always think that, oh, they just must get money from their parents because, again, they think we're really young. Um, No, not in that way. Oh, just their belief in us and whenever there's a problem and we call mum and dad, they just have this way of letting us know and genuinely feel that everything's going to be okay, that we've worked it all out before and Mm -hmm. so we'll work it all out again. And I think that's the biggest help if you have a person or a couple of people who support your vision, who believe in you Mm. so much bigger than you even believe in yourself, then they will be your greatest allies and hold on to them tight and hug them and call them and message them and love them. Okay. What is the one thing that you have to do every day? You're non-negotiable. That would be yoga or Pilates without a doubt, movement, like an hour for me, like I need an hour of yoga slash Pilates. Mm -hmm. Either, either, doesn't matter. Me too. What is your favourite business book and why? My favourite, and it's not really business, but it's more motivational, life, business, anything, would be Brendan Bouchard's The Motivation Manifesto. It's like piecing together the most amazing inspirational, motivational quotes and you just read it and you're so inspired to go and take action. I read that and I loved it so much and I still refer back to it. I have... I'm going to say two. The first one, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Michael Singer. And I mean, that again, it's like a spiritual slash business book all about acceptance and surrendering to what kind of comes your way and knowing and trusting that this will lead you the right Mm -hmm. way and could create something even bigger and wilder than your dreams. And I, I tell you what, it's been true for us. And then I think Think and Grow Rich oh, yeah. by Napoleon Hill. Helped us with our money mindset. When you're in business, you need to get on top of that. If you have a lacking mindset with money and abundance, that we'll doesn't help. <laughs> but this book is great. Like this book like just flipped everything yeah. for us. And we listened to the audio book rather yeah. than read it. And that was, I think that was easier because the, yeah, the language is quite um, old. Yes, well, it's a very old book, but it's still yeah. very relevant. <laughs> I think that's probably a... Um, a really good tip. I know I've had a couple of bashes at reading it and not got very far because of yeah. that. So, yeah, I might have to uh, um, invest in the audio books. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people really say, enjoy There's that. so many books. What do you wish you had known when you started your business? Mm. Oh, I always just think I'm very big on accepting the journey and I feel like if I had changed anything that it wouldn't be what it is today and Mm. I always am really grateful for our naivety because what that brought us was this crazy courage to do things that we had absolutely no idea what we were doing at the time. The crazy courage to ask someone for help and I honestly believe that if we had known more, it wouldn't be what it is today. But I think one like pretty, it's an actionable thing. If you haven't got an email list, if you're not collecting emails, 
straight from the get-go, make sure you are. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were And I think as well probably just creating the systems, like oh, yes. put energy into that. Like, I mean, we got told that so many times, right? And it was like, eh, I don't want to do it. But then you do it and you're like, oh, yeah, this should have done that. And I also think one thing would be like to to like check in, like do like weekly check-ins. We didn't do that for a long mm. while. It's like treat your business as a big business, even if it's just a baby, baby business. Like start looking at it like a proper, legit business, even before you think it is. Like Even if it's just you having a meeting with you and checking in with how did we go this week? What could we improve on for next week? Um, We do that every Friday morning and it has been such a game changer. And it's also space for celebration. We believe in like celebrating every tiny victory. And so if we're checking in, then we can notice the things that we're doing well. And then again, allows that space for celebration. And then allows us to notice that didn't work. Let's stop doing that Mm. instead of spend another month doing it and Mm. being like, oh, we just wasted a month doing that when we knew we wasn't working Mm. back then. And I think that's perfect. I was listening to um, Village Tribe with Brock and Charlene Johnson um, the other day and Brock was saying exactly that. He'd just recently released a new course and got the charging system wrong. He'd gone back and checked in and talked to his community. He had realised and he was able to pivot that and change it and then it, it made it far less confusing for people and more profitable for him. So that's um, something to, to watch because I think sometimes we do get that head of steam and head off in one direction where maybe we just need to slow down a little bit. So that is perfect. Definitely celebrating the wins along the way, whether they're big or small. And getting your systems in place, it's so much easier to do a system when there's just one. And then when you do come to being able to outsource, if you've already got it set up and ready to go, then half the battle's already there. Wonderful. If people would like to know more about you, ladies, where can they find you? Yes, come over to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash free stuff. You can grab yourself some free yoga, Pilates and meditations. And we also hang out on Instagram a lot at themerrymakersisters. So make sure you do reach out, message us, tell us what you thought of this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Perfect. And we'll put all of that in the show notes. So I really appreciate your time, ladies. And thank you very much for being on Small Business Talk. Thank you so much for having us. Don't forget to subscribe to Small Business Talk podcast and head on over to smallbusinesstalk.com.au forward slash downloads for all the show notes and links to this episode. Remember, to be great, you must start. Pick one tip from today's episode, take action and implement it. Let's meet again next week at the same time and place. Until then, take action. And SBT community, enjoy your journey.